0: strange
1: i'm ashley i'm tiffany and i'm rebecca thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history mystery and theory of all things questionable odd and eerie hello friends hi you guys we're halfway through november we're it's almost turkey day gobble gobble mother fluffers I can't wait to eat my feelings Alright. Uh, right
0: <laughs> unfortunately i'm not sure which feelings i will be eating but we're just gonna
1: go with yes <laughs> just all <laughs> of them all of them <laughs>
2: Yes to that, please. I want to eat all the feelings. I am so ready for green bean casserole. Stuffing. Stuffing. Which is not dressing. And since no no one is here
1: in the room with me, no one can dispute it. (laughs) Ha ha ha. There's a difference. Moving on.
2: (laughs) Um, Between the two, I prefer dressing, but I recognize the difference. Same.
1: Yeah, I know. That's why we're friends. Yeah. Um, We figured it out. We have a new patron to thank. (gasps) Wow. Her name's Shelly. Thank oh, you, Shelly.
2: I like you. Um, who was the... That's not... I was going
1: to... Shelly
2: yep. is our friend on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I it's was going chatted.
0: Put on a song for some reason. The who put the bop and the bop, bop bop. Shelly put the ram and the ram, a lemma ding dong. I don't know why
2: that <laughs> popped in my head, but that was for you, Shelly.
0: <laughs> what um, else
2: do we have for this lovely episode?
0: Well, for this bonus
2: Jonas. Oh my
0: God. I met twins the other night. <laughs> oh what i write dwight shrewd from the office <laughs> why is this and their names were kevin and kelvin <gasps> my you? friend introduced me to him and he's like this is my buddy kelvin we went to school together but i was like oh nice to meet you and he's like, "Yeah, this is my twin brother kelvin i was like hold on <laughs> <laughs> you mean like the Kevin and, I'm sorry, you said Kelvin? And he was like, yeah, it's like Kevin, but with an L. I was like, no, 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 I get that. Hold on one second,
1: please. <laughs> but it's also a temperature. Do you realize that? You, you do are... not look like a Jonas brother. <laughs> or like you are 273.15 degrees, because that is freezing. How do t- Never mind. I'm not going to ask how you know what the Kelvin temperature is. <laughs> I also know what the acceleration is due to gravity, so... I was
0: just excited that I met Kelvin Jonas.
1: I'm really excited he for you. He looks nothing like his brothers, but you know. Did Kevin?
0: No. <laughs> I thought
1: you said they were twins.
0: Kelvin looked like Kevin, but they did not look like the Jonas- Joe, Kevin, or the other ones.
2: Joe, Nick.
0: Nick. And the bonus on the little brother that always gets forgett forgetting forgotten. Forgive
2: <laughs> this month's bonus. So, as it's
0: officially November, we're going into the holiday season. We thought about what most holidays have in common. Holiday celebrations have in common. Paganism.
2: Ding ding ding. Um,
0: <laughs> and whether it is fasting, feasting, or foraging. <laughs> A lot of major holidays that are celebrated at the end of the calendar year involve food. I love food. My
1: favorite. So we're going to talk about food slash products that you consume. I'm
2: excited. And because it's uh, us, you know, it's
1: going to be hella weird.
2: Indeed. I thought about cannibalism, but I held off this time. I'm glad you did. Cool. 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 Keep holding off on that one, please. Got it. (laughs) So
0: I will kick us off with this story once a year the federation of quebec maple syrup producers fp aq fp which is the federation des producteurs airescoles de quebec nailed i'm it. certain that was flawless mm-hmm. french pronunciation
1: i know i'm fluent
0: <laughs> so once a year they take inventory of the thousands of barrels of maple syrup that are stored in multiple warehouses
2: throughout canada I think I know where this is going. They are
1: serious about their syrup. Oh, just
0: wait. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> in the summer of 2012, Michael Gavreau began his climb up the barrels in St. Louis de Blanfaux.
1: This is going to end well for him.
0: A town outside of Laurelville. Laurelville.
2: You did the first one flawlessly. I know. And
0: then you give me Laurelville. Laura. L A U R I E R V I L L E. Lohueville. We'll go with that. Where part of Quebec's maple syrup reserve was stored in a rented warehouse. There what? Part of Quebec's maple syrup reserve was stored in a rented warehouse.
2: Okay. You said reserve and it made me happy. Reserve. <laughs> reserve. <laughs> Do you
1: have a reservation? Do you have
2: a reservation? No, never. I'm a I forgot slugger. to call
1: ahead, but I'll wait. It's fine. So, like Americans, you know, stockpile, you know, milk and bread when there's snow. Do Canadians just stockpile <laughs> maple syrup? I was thinking whiskey and ammunition, but yeah. <laughs> Since you Americans don't... stockpile whiskey and ammunition, that's what we stockpile in general. I was talking specifically during snow, but that's an excellent point. Uh,
0: well, they don't just stockpile maple syrup during the snow i think it's
2: harvested at the beginning of spring but i could be mistaken you're correct because that's when the sap starts moving in the trees Mm -hmm. i had a real smart moment where i was like how the hell do you harvest syrup like where is it maple comes from trees (laughs) you take the little leaf and you get the teats (laughs) (laughs) and you do
1: not milk the
0: no i have nipples could you milk me Wow, we're like three lines into this. Gavro was near the top of the stack when one of the barrels began to tilt and nearly gave way under his feet. No. A small man atop a tower of syrup realizing suddenly there was nothing beneath his feet. The barrels, when full, would weigh up to 600 pounds and they would be quite sturdy. So it was easy for them to like climb up these stacks of barrels to get to the top to take inventory. So obviously this was a pretty good indicator that something was not Right. So they took that barrel down, realized how easy it was to carry down, uncapped it, and it was totally empty. At first, it was just written off as a mistake. An empty barrel got put up there somehow. But soon, many more barrels were found that were either empty, partially empty, or were filled with water. Oh. Who's stealing the maple syrup? Let's find out, shall we? It was a squirrel. Wait, wait,
1: are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Be a chunky squirrel. Um, the inspectors called the FPAQ headquarters, and shortly the facility was swarming with investigators. Of course, there were no security cameras. They well, were in a rented warehouse, and who would do anything with syrup? Who
1: steals syrup?
2: Well, also... It, it's,
1: it's good syrup. What am I talking about? Who
2: would steal syrup? <laughs> are you looking at my notes? Well, also, like... I know the dumb American, but I just picture like Canadians being nice and not stealing, so fair. I've learned a lot about Canada lately, and I
0: think my views have been skewed a bit. I'm oh. sure most of you are lovely, but uh um, <laughs> oh. <no>. Um <laughs> The investigation was headed by Siret de Quebec Police, which was soon joined by the Royal Mounties and US Customs interesting a team of over 250 investigators between the three
2: is this close to the border quebec yes yeah well i mean quebec is not small
0: so i was well i know that a lot of Quebec
2: is
1: north of niagara falls right
0: y'all are asking the wrong person about it's, geography it's real close we I have know maps. a lot of the forest or plant wherever all the trees are planted a lot of them cross over and from canada into the united states Yes. So a cause. lot of the land that has the trees that are forested for Canadian maple syrup actually cross over into the United States. So anyway, a team of over 250 investigators between the three groups were put on the case. For the first two weeks, they combed to the warehouse just trying to determine which barrels were empty or which ones had been tampered with.
2: That's a lot of maple syrup.
0: As the investigation went on, about 300 people were questioned and 40 search warrants were executed. So basically anybody that was involved with the warehouse, the transportation, storage, the people they sold to, the people they purchased from, all of them were questioned. So a lot of people were looking at it as like a prank. Because again, who would steal maple syrup? It's also really good maple syrup. Well, it's really good maple syrup. And we've touched base on the Federation of the Maple Syrup Producers. This is like... The drug cartel in Canada. But with maple syrup. But with maple syrup. Because it's such a hot commodity that they literally... I don't know if every person, but I think it's once you hit a certain production point you have to go through the FPAQ in order to produce your syrup. And they take a portion of it. They determine how much money you can make from it. They have to get a certain percentage from you every year.
1: Like they have Mm. hierarchy over this whole thing. Also, fun tip, if you don't have simple syrup, real legit maple syrup is excellent in an old fashioned. Ooh. Continue. That sounds good. It's good. (laughs) So, of course, to them, it was pretty
0: serious business. In total, nearly 540. Thousand gallons of syrup had been stolen that was 12.5 percent of the total reserve at two thousand dollars per barrel it is about 13 or in 2012 it was about 13 times the price of a barrel of crude oil
2: holy snipe! so should we
0: like invest in maple syrup yeah
2: let's move to canada
0: anyone want to take a guess at the value the amount the dollar amount that they tabulated was stolen three million
2: i was thinking like five
0: mil 18.7 million dollars Whoa. in canadian monies Snap. yes what is Which, canadian
2: money called
0: it's something cute a loon yeah
2: that is cute okay
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and their money is waterproof what it's pretty brilliant well it snows a lot there
2: dude canadian's they got it. I, like, right. I
1: can't remember if it's a loon or loony or what the it, colloquial term for it is. I've heard loony. But and I'm not sure if that applies to just the coins or the dollar
2: right. bills. But Disclaimer, yeah, not <laughs> <It's cute. laughs> Disclaimer,
0: not Canadian. It's cute. Disclaimer, not Canadian. Almost as far away. and
2: in- Oh, we have a Canadian at work. I'm going to talk <laughs> to her. It's fine. <laughs> I'll ask her about it. You make her work sound incredibly weird, which is accurate. Yeah. She was the one who suggested the uh, Niagara Falls Barrel. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. We did touch base on that, didn't we? Uh, Maple syrup. Ridiculous amounts. Lots of money. $18.7
0: million. It became known as the Great Maple Syrup Heist. Said to be among the biggest agricultural crimes ever committed. So it was believed to be an inside job, not necessarily members of the FPAQ or a manufacturer,
2: but a tenant who happened to be renting space in the same facility. I'm trying to imagine like offloading that much maple syrup and like how long you would have had to been doing it for it to not be noticed. Or did you just like they took a weekend off for a holiday and you and your buddies went in there and just demolished a bunch of... I don't
0: know. I don't know. So the reason that they thought it would be somebody within the same facility is that they would have access. They'd have the ID, the co- keys. They wouldn't be questioned by security to be on the property. For yeah. some reason, they had to have access to be on there. But they didn't think it'd be, any, be anyone from the FPAQ or a manufacturer because if you mess with supply and demand, it, they, you know, change how much they're willing to
1: pay you. And they so lose traceability, it's a mess. Yeah.
0: So they really wrote off most people that would be involved with the FPAQ in any way. So several conspirators were pursued, including Avic Carson and Richard Valeris. Working with a handful of others, uh, some with knowledge of the trade, they apparently went after the bounty. Over the course of a year, according to the prosecutors, the gang would truck barrels out of their reserve to a sugar shack where they would siphon the syrup into their own barrels and then refill the originals with water and take those back in. So basically they would act as like delivery people and they would oh. take barrels in, remove full barrels, bring back quote unquote full barrels but they were filled with water. Anyone else craving pancakes right now? Uh you should have seen me researching this episode. <laughs> I was very hungry and I want real maple syrup. So as the operation grew, they allegedly brought on accomplices and began siphoning the syrup directly from the barrels in the reserve. Mm -hmm. And nearly 10,000 barrels of syrup were stolen and trucked to points from south to east. It said where the market was free. So I guess maybe that's not controlled
2: by the FPAQ, which is how they were able to sell it. Okay, I was thinking black market, but
0: black market maple syrup.
2: (laughs) Look, if there's a need for something, there's a black market for it. Hey,
1: I'm not saying do this, but black market maple syrup would be a super cool thing to have. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. We don't have a P.O. box. Nope. nope, I mean,
2: and we will not accept stolen goods. We also know somebody who used to be in the business of black market milk, but that's another story. Hi, mom. (laughs)
0: Wait, <laughs> we're
1: such nerds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know people that are involved in the black market. Oh, yeah? What can they get me? Syrup and milk.
2: <laughs> oh
1: you've no, got- no, It's not just milk. It's raw milk.
0: Yeah. That doesn't sound appeasing <laughs> to it me.
1: It was not. I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> so they believe
0: that the syrup was then sold, like I said, in the United States, New Brunswick, Canada, to distributors who had no idea that it was stolen. So in April 2017, one of the main sub- Beige. That was French for suspecting. okay
2: <laughs> sure K was. K is what in French? I <laughs> just K. told you. It's uh, it's French for. <laughs> That's
1: French, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know, eh? Oh dear What God. are you going on about?
0: Nope. <laughs> what? A boot? How did you say it? Say it again. A boot? That's not how you said it. Rewind the tapes. <laughs> uh, in april 2017 one of the main suspects good job. there you go thank you etienne saint pierre a maple syrup buyer accused of buying the stolen syrup and rebranding it as new brunswick syrup reportedly told the jury quote you can't prove what tree the syrup came from
1: no. valid why I love how you looked at me first and I'm sitting here going, <laughs> no, you can't. It's <laughs> glucose. It's
0: flavored glucose. Yeah. And you can't prove where it comes from once it's out of the barrel. I mean, he's not wrong. The jury did not buy this argument and found him guilty of fraud and trafficking of stolen goods.
2: Circumstantial.
0: Circumstantial. You can't prove what tree it came from. Um. So another one of the ringleaders, Abbott Cannon, was sentenced to five years in prison and fined $1.2 million for his involvement in the crime. And the most prominent sentence was given to Richard Valeras, who argued that he had been forced to buy the stolen syrup, being threatened by an unnamed man carrying a gun. Evidently, the jury did not buy this defense and was found guilty of theft, fraud, and trafficking stolen goods, and was sentenced to eight years in prison and handed a $9.4 million fine, with an extension to 14 years if the fine wasn't paid.
2: Holy crap.
0: That's a sticky situation. Oh, Jesus.
2: (laughs) But I'm Jim.
0: They lowered the fine to one million. Oh. And he is still in jail.
2: Okay. That was three (laughs) years ago. All right.
0: That was the Great Maple Syrup Heist. I did want to add a little side note in here. There's a series called Dirty Money on Netflix. And they cover this in the first season. And you have to watch it. The judge popped on screen. And I was like, damn it. Tiffany's leaving Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I am intrigued. Tall, skinny, all dressed up, glassy. Like, it. just watch
2: it. All right. Duly noted. Wow. Sorry, Matthew. Sorry. Apparently, I'm moving to Canada. I mean, again, <laughs>
0: we'll see in a couple <laughs> weeks
2: where we actually stand. Yep. But that was the maple syrup heist. That was cool. Thank you. Oh, like thank you. You want to learn about something that's not maple syrup? I do. That's the <laughs> idea, to have different subjects. Okay. That's how bonuses work. Um, <laughs> Mine is not going to be as well put together as yours. What?
0: (laughs) You're the storyteller.
2: (laughs) Well, mine was just something I found that I thought was really cool. And I knew that we've got some fans of space who listen to the show. And this involved food and space.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. All right, you guys. Did you know that Russia made it to space before we did? Yes. You don't say. Cool. We tried to get there as well, which we ended up doing, spoiler alert, but between 1965 and 1966- We allegedly end up doing. Ma'am. There were 10 crewed space flights that were to test America's first spacewalk, test newly invented space food, and just kind of figure out- what it was like for space travel. Space food? Mm-hmm. That is kind of a segue into where we're going. Gem- you don't say our episodes about food, and you're talking about space. Space food might come into space play. Food. Actually, what I'm talking about isn't necessarily space food, and we'll get to it. So on Gemini 3 were John Young and Gus Grimson. Their main objective test space food. Sounds like fun, right? Probably not for the first space food. So... John Young, as they're getting ready to do stuff, pulled out a surprise for Gus. This was kind of a little prank for him. They were getting ready to go. Everything's set up. Everything's like pumping just the way it's supposed to be. And out of his spacesuit, he pulls out a corned beef sandwich, hands it over to his buddy, and the following conversation ensues I have a corned beef sandwich. Where did you get a corned beef sandwich? Why does this sound like a psych episode? Out of my space
0: suit.
1: Where do you Sh- keep Sean, your where are you- <laughs> space, space sandwiches? Sean, why do you have a roast beef sandwich? Because I might get hungry, Gus. Right? a yeah, roast beef, of
2: all things.
1: Uh, that Sounds good. I'm but, so sorry. I'm trying to
0: find it. That's not one that I would just tote
2: around. You would think, oh, well, I'll tell you about the corned beef sandwich. All right. I can't seem to find the conversation, but basically it was just like, what is that? it's a corned beef sandwich why i brought it it's not very good but that's what happened so
0: illuminating conversation
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a
0: podcast i've listened to really
1: <laughs> it was
2: it a rough cut of one of our episodes yeah <laughs> So at the time that he did it, he didn't think anything of it other than like, "Ah, this is funny. When he did it, he wasn't really thinking anything of it other than this is going to be funny. I want to say they both took a bite out of the sandwich, I believe. Did they get food poisoning? They did not. Okay, That's not where this is going. They get parasites. They did not. Okay. Um, No longer
0: interested. (laughs) Not intrigued. There was no vomiting or bugs.
2: So it shouldn't be a big deal that these two guys took a bite of a sandwich, put it back in the pocket, and moved on with their day. He did put it back in his pocket because they took a bite, and as soon as he took a bite, he was like, oh, there are crumbs, and put it back in his pocket. Gemini 3 was the first two-man space mission, and the evolution of the food was supposed to help define and classify the type that astronauts can consume on increasingly large, longer missions. The main thing about the food was most of it was like pureed or gelatinous. Ugh. I knew you would enjoy that word. I don't. Yeah, they said uh, test foods were mainly canned paste or coated in gelatin to prevent crumbling. Ugh, gross. Yum. Why would you need to prevent crumbling on a spaceship? So it didn't go everywhere yeah because there's no gravity so the crumbs are just
1: gonna go and get into the things they're not supposed to get into exactly Exactly. like like electrical
2: panels so we are two different people (laughs) eyeballs okay they mentioned eyeballs and electrical equipment (laughs) see and the articles i read that's a crummy situation (laughs) not your best work so this corned beef sandwich obviously wasn't coated in gelatin. And wasn't a paste. (laughs) So there were crumbs. John had purchased it two days prior. What? From Wolfie's Restaurant and Sandwich Shop. No! Wolfie! Right before it launched, he passed it to Young. Oh, I apologize. It was not purchased by John Young. It was purchased by a fellow astronaut, Wally Skira, I believe. And he passed it on to Young right before they were due their mission. What is with these black market foods? Right. It's like we researched weird food topics. I I didn't Google <laughs> weird food facts to find <laughs> this out. So when they took bites of it, they went to put it aside, realized it wasn't really possible since the crumbs started to float around, and oh, they no. just put it back in their pocket. In the weightless environment of space, they could easily get into electrical panels or fly into the eyes of the crew members. There apparently were press kits for NASA that made it clear that a thin gelatin layer was always added to food in order to avoid such problems. Damn, there goes my dreams of being an astronaut. The House of Representatives Appropriations Committee was not happy about this. Most congressmen blamed Gus a. Young for smuggling and eating an inappropriate food object and ignoring the task of evaluation of the actual space food, which was one of the main objectives of their mission this cost supposedly cost the country millions of dollars sounds right for space equipment right and space travel and them not doing what they
0: were supposed to do how long were they up there
2: uh, i don't know how long they were up there but they just flew around and then came back down and they only ate a bite of a sandwich while they were up there no they had other food their main objective was to test out space food but as soon as they got in space they pulled out this oh, and, and took a bite and they were like off. Yeah, it was supposed to be just like a quick prank.
1: Okay, as someone who has to like deal with validations and reports and, you know, control things all the time, if some motherfucker went up there with like legit food when we're testing space food, I'd be pissed. It's like the- that's
2: data is everywhere. That was kind of the reaction of the US <laughs> government. <laughs> yeah. What
1: the fuck? How dare you? Smuggle porn, not sandwiches. <laughs> that's not why you're up there. I- Porque no les dose. No, <laughs> that's not the purpose of the study. <laughs> smuggle
0: porn, not, not sandwiches.
2: sandwiches. Can we get that on a shirt? That's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to make it clear that Rebecca said it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but science was ruined. <laughs> no, <laughs> smuggle porn, not sandwiches for science.
2: <laughs> I am here for all of this, although. Uh, I really do want a sandwich now and pancakes, so we'll see how it goes. I have chocolate and wine. Well, after this, no other contraband edible products would find their way into space. That they know of. Valid. (laughs)
1: Considering how much food I had stashed away at my parents growing up in high school. Just less crummy food.
2: This happened in 1965. No other corned beef sandwich made it into space. Until, until they know of. April 1981, hey. <laughs> when it was taken on the first space shuttle flight in the form of bite-sized cubes. The mission was commanded by John Young, who mm-hmm. was rather disappointed by the public's attention to the sandwich rather than the successful Gemini program. Uh, but the first one wasn't successful because they had to call it
0: quits because he ate a sandwich. He well,
2: skewed the data. Well, the Gemini mission paved the way for the first quote unquote moon landing. Yeah, but not their specific launch. Well, they were also testing spacewalk during that mission. Space what? Space huh. Spaceball? I thought you said spaceballs. I was like, what are balls? They did have spaceballs on the uh, shuttle. Shut up, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, but like mini rant, I understand that you need to get like food into space for like astronauts to survive. I get that. It's also to keep morale up. But like, why are you trying to make foods that are on Earth translate to this different way of transporting foods?
0: Because what else are they going to do? i mean all the food has to start on earth
1: yeah but like don't freeze dry ice cream like do something else with it like if you have to make a new type of food or a new type of substance to take up with you why are you trying to take stuff on earth that is already in a form that people associate textures with and i don't just think
0: astronauts something- actually eat freeze-dried ice cream in space i think that was made more of a novelty to be like
1: this is the type of food it's an example whoa i do think they, they eat, eat
2: freeze-dried ice cream though
1: okay hey know. if there's any astronauts that listen to the podcast uh please let us, us know and i apologize in advance for my previous subjects <laughs>
2: <laughs> we we would like to state that we do believe in science and for the most part believe the moon landing was real i say most part we do believe it i'm sorry i think wholeheartedly believe the moon
0: landing was real and the earth is not flat this is ashley and i will stand on that ground full-fledged feet firmly on the ground on the round earth i am rebecca i support
2: shenanigans (laughs) shenanigans i agree with both statements just now (laughs) so i found the conversation so young pulls out the sandwich and grissom asks what is it corned beef sandwich where did you come or where did that come from I brought it with me. Let's see how it tastes. It smells, doesn't it? It's corned beef. <laughs> yes. Corned beef is delicious. It's delicious, but it smells a little funny because it's basically
1: pickled meat. It's fine.
2: Then Young at one point said, um, when talking about the sandwich, said it was, quote, a thought, not a very good one, end quote. And uh, Grimsome said it was pretty good, though, if it would just hold together so but that's a sign of a good sandwich is when it doesn't mm-hmm. i don't know when my sandwich starts falling apart i get pissed off and i can't enjoy it like i legitimately get mad wow yeah it's You're a problem right over there well i don't want like my lettuce and tomato falling off as i'm trying to take a bite out of it and like when the bread is that's the- just not a well-constructed sandwich yep. what are you talking about when you said it falls apart
1: like, when it's, like, hot and melted and, like, you have, like, all the juices and mayo mm-hmm. coming together, where, like... See, there's just something about, like, like with Philly cheese, when you get done and you have that pile
0: of meat and cheese Ooh, and oh. onions just, like, on the plate,
1: and you just or, get to eat that Or, like, up. a good southern barbecue sandwich. If half the meat doesn't end up on your plate, it's not a good barbecue sandwich. Okay. Manwich.
2: I'm good with both of those scenarios. I was thinking, like, you make a turkey lettuce tomato cheese so sandwich. So you get a pub sub and the bread is so hard that when you bite into it, it forces everything
1: everything out of the back of the sandwich. I don't like that. (laughs) I gotta take you to better sandwich places. I love my pub subs. Or Tiffany just needs to learn how to eat a sandwich.
2: (laughs) That too. I mean, that is also an option. (laughs) Now, this sandwich that caused so much controversy can be viewed. Ew. It is embedded in acrylic and resin and exhibited at the Grimson Memorial Museum in Mitchell, Indiana. That's gross. Actually, I believe, no, it is just a corned beef sandwich. I apologize. It is really old. It's from, I don't know exactly how old it is, at least 50 years old. But um, it is a corned beef sandwich preserved in resin, memorializing the infamous corned beef sandwich from Gemini 3. I did read somewhere that it was no longer available to view as of 2008, but then I also found some that said you could still view it today. So just go visit John Grisham, 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 where's John Grisham? Some TV show. Anyway, (laughs) just go visit and see if there's a corned beef sandwich there.
0: I do enjoy a good corned beef sandwich
1: wow i okay full disclosure i am craving arby's real hard right now Ooh. i don't
2: like Arby's. does sound
1: good i just want a big old pot of corned beef and cabbage
2: Ooh! Mm-hmm. i just want a philly cheesesteak um
1: <sighs> that was great tiffany i now want pancakes and a sandwich excellent are you guys ready for booze oh yeah yes Please. because what else is rebecca oh, breakfast cover? lunch and
0: now dinner
1: <laughs> or brunch and brunch and dinner yes or and brunch, brunch and brunch and brunch. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> all bets are off for brunch. If
0: we're, if we're in New Orleans, all of the above could fall under the brunch category. Oh,
1: anyway, moving on. In Dawson City, Yukon Territory, Canada is the sourdough saloon that is known for one thing. Is this the pickle toe? This is the sourdough cocktail. Oh, no.
0: Haven't we talked about this?
1: On the show? I believe so. We haven't covered it as a subject, but we briefly talked about it. Maybe we haven't dived into it. Tell us about the sour toe cocktail pickle. The cock toe. Nope. So, Sourdough Saloon is known, it's probably known for more things, but it's most notoriously known for the Sourdough Cocktail and those who brave to join the elite club. I want to uh, join so bad. Too. So, to understand what the Sourdough Cocktail is, we need a little bit of history. First, in the 1920s, miner and rum runner Louise Lichen fell victim to frostbite while being chased by the police with his brother, Otto. Lewis ended up stepping off the sled because, you know, they're in the Yukon in Canada, which basically, unless you plan on walking, you just have, you know, a sled with dogs. Mush. Yeah. Lewis ended up stepping off the sled through ice and into running water and soaked his foot.
0: Oh, no. no.
1: After having his foot frozen solid, or at least his toes, Otto ended up cutting off the toe using a wood axe and a little bit of overproof rum for Lewis which served as anesthesia.
0: Oh, that's yeah. how you did it.
1: Also not a good idea. Cause like it thins your blood and you'll bleed more, but not the point.
2: I mean, don't they, in all the old telling me movies, whenever you're about to do something like you get shot, they're like, just pour some alcohol in it. And <laughs> then they, they take a shot and then it. they pour it on you. And then they take another shot and dig out the. blood. Yeah, correct. We know more now. Um,
1: (laughs) So the brothers, for some reason, decided to place this toe in a jar of alcohol to remember the occasion. Why they would ruin alcohol, I don't know. However, they forgot about it by leaving the jar in a cabin Hmm. in the middle of nowhere in Canada, somewhere in the Yukon, which is huge and full of bears. In nineteen Yukon, yeah, (laughs) the Yukon is huge and full of bears. Tell me, I am wrong. I am not. not. (laughs) In 1973, Captain Dick Stevenson... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I paused. <laughs>
0: Captain Dick! <laughs> he was ahead he... of his
1: time. Um, <laughs> now I want Captain D's. Captain oh. Dick found the jar containing the toe while cleaning a cabin. He had a great idea. What if he brought the toe? back to the saloon and place it in the drinks of those brave enough to try it but yes. who has that idea
0: like who is like oh look at this toe to- take-
1: look at this toe preserved in alcohol people in the middle of yukon that have nothing else to do So, thus was the birth of the Sour Toe cocktail. The toe itself is supposedly kept in salt, and when requested, can garnish your drink of choice.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it just always stayed in the... So, the
1: rules change over the years. I think it used to be just, like, whatever shot of house liquor is on hand, but as it progressed, you can have it, like, garnish a drink. I couldn't find prices, because you'd think something like that, you would at least have to add a couple dollars to have that garnish your drink.
2: I would rather take a shot and like have the toe touch my mouth than just have it as a garnish on my drink that's well that's that's how you get into the sour toe cocktail club yes
1: so it can garnish your drink of choice but one garnish doesn't
0: mean like sitting on the edge of the drink it could be floating
2: oh okay that's fine yeah
1: one rule rules you can drink it fast you can drink it slow but the lips have got to touch the toe i'm good thank you (gasps) Man, I want to join so badly. Give me like
0: a toe-shaped ice cube, and but, I'll just like play along.
1: Mm-mm. The first toe met its fate in
2: 1980.
1: Yes. In July of 1980, a ni- minor named Gary Younger was trying for the Sour Toe record on his 13th glass of Sour Toe champagne, because he's classy. Mm. His <laughs> chair tipped over backwards, and he swallowed the toe. Oh, no. <laughs> toe number one was not recovered. There
0: was a young lad who swallowed a toe. Why he did that, I do not know. Possibly the bubbles, possibly the chair. All I know is it's not fair. Because now I can no longer taste the toe. And now I will have to drink wine in my woe.
2: Oh my goodness. Wow.
1: (laughs) That was good. Thank you. That's my sour toe poem for the day. (laughs) That was good. Okay. Toe number two was given after an amputation to an inoperable corn.
0: Huh? Oh, no. No, no. It's a corny toe. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think I'd want to touch the corn toe. See, that's the <laughs> thing. There's been multiple toes over the years, and people, when they like get a toe amputated, they'll just donate it.
2: This is amazing. And they
1: have run into issues of like people in America donating their toes. Can't get it across you know, the border because you can't
2: ship human body parts over the border. What if I... No. No, 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 no. Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> what if I lose a toe and I drive over the border and then preserve it i'm pretty sure that's an international offense it's my toe if people can have their teeth on necklaces i can put my toe in my pocket who has their teeth on necklaces lucy from one crime okay we're moving on
1: Toe number three came from a victim of frostbite and was also accidentally swallowed yes yes toe number four was an anonymous toe and was later stolen by a hunter Maybe but, it was his toe. Maybe <laughs> he was like, "I did not consent to this. Give me my toe back." So the fifth and sixth was donated by an Yukon old timer in return for free drinks for his nurses. That's amazing. Okay. Yep. Number seven was an amputation due to diabetes. Okay. Number it's a sweet
0: toe instead of a sour toe.
1: Number eight arrived in a jar of alcohol with the message: "Don't wear open-toed sandals while mowing the lawn." Ah. Amazing. <laughs> On August twenty fourth, in twenty thirteen, a man ordered a sh- sour toe shot, swallowed it, and paid the five hundred dollar fine. A five hundred dollar fine because he, he swallowed, swallowed the, the toe. toe.
2: Yeah, I mean, think about it. You can't. You don't have an endless supply of toes.
0: Yeah, but I feel like after a while, like it's lost the original. I'm not interested anymore.
1: Well, part of the reason, it, well, like he swallowed it and exited the saloon in the ultimate like drop the toe situation. <laughs> Um, This was the first and only time the toe was deliberately consumed, and as a result, the fine has been increased to $2,500. Wow. In June 2017, however, the toe was stolen and later returned via mail to the owner. Oh, my God. The owner of the bar or the owner of the toe? Yeah, they're currently on toe number 10.
2: Yes. Yeah. I just It kind of
0: loses the effect after a while. Plus, I have no desire to drink a toe.
1: So... Do you guys want to be part of the Sour Toe Cocktail Club? Yes. Step one, you got to come to the Sourdough Saloon. Step two, purchase a shot. Most of the club members prefer Yukon Jack. Step three, you pledge the Sourdough Oath. Oh, tell me the oath. Tell me the oath. Ah, that's an excellent question. Moving on. Step number four, <laughs> watch as a genuine dehydrated toe is dropped into your drink.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: Step five is drink your Sourdough Cocktail. There are over 100,000 members. Oh, wow. ah, I love this so much. I want to add my name to that list. Would you like to know what the recipe is for this cocktail?
2: Yes.
1: One alcohol, alcohol. One ounce of Plus alcohol. toe. Yeah, one dehydrated toe. Garnished with courage. Oh, yep.
2: I'm going to pass. Okay. <laughs> Look, here's the deal. I love the idea of this toe. That was lame.
1: So if you decide on going... yes. You have to remember that tow time is between 9 and 11 p.m. And considering the notoriety of this event, tourist trap?
0: Eh. Yeah.
1: Maybe check ahead of time and get your name on the list if you're in that area. Oh,
0: you can like sign up ahead of time for it?
1: At least call. (laughs)
2: Like, is the tow available? I have three ladies who will be there at 9.01 p.m. Mm, You will be doing this by yourself. Yeah, I will watch. I feel like if we made it all the way up to the Sour toe Saloon, you guys would have to do the shot. No, I wouldn't. I would have a lot of questions because that is in the literal epitome of nowhere. Look, don't be hating on the Yukon. I'm not hating on it. It's just, it's empty. So? We're going up there to do the shot.
1: Let me let me try this from a different angle. Do you know how cold it is? Oh, I don't like the cold. But I would do it for the toe. Would you? You get halfway there and start complaining. That's valid. Because flights absolutely do not go to the city. That's super tiny. You would have to travel some other way.
2: Travel by snowmobile. A caged, heated snowmobile. Caged, heated? You mean a car? (laughs) (laughs) There are some places I know in Atlanta alaska where you can't go by vehicle so i assumed the yukon was the same i think the yukon is
0: pretty i mean it's still very cold and they they have really bad weather but they're pretty well um the yukon is
1: adjacent to alaska
0: yeah i think they can probably you know get you there okay perfect then let's go and i'm sure there's times you can go when it's not freezing cold
2: and like completely blizzarded out but it's the yukon that's how it's portrayed in the movies that's a sour toe cocktail. I'm Probably. not going to
0: participate, but thank you for sharing.
2: <laughs> we'll so, take
0: Tiffany. I will do it to do the sour toe cocktail challenge. I will take a shot of liquor with you, but I will make sure that it is in a clean glass that
2: the toe has not graced. I guarantee you every glass in there has had the toe in it at some point. Gross. Yeah, I don't like that fact. Mm-mm. Here to help. No, Thanks. I don't try to think too hard about glasses and forks at public places. What are public places? (laughs) What are this that you We haven't been outside for seven months.
1: Valid. You mean my house? Your house? Or my office? You mean the plastic cutlery that comes with my Uber Eats (laughs) delivery? (laughs) 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 That's
0: wrapped. I don't think it's been on anyone else's mouth. Let's hope not.
1: Well happy food time everybody happy, <laughs> happy food time everyone welcome to
2: november where we ignored the existence of christmas until after thanksgiving uh, look
0: i can't make that promise.
2: as soon as i see Santa and the thanksgiving day parade i'm on not a moment before i'm ready i'll be interested to see by the time that this comes out if the parade is the thing
0: this year i don't believe it will be and that's going to be real difficult for me to process
2: yes We'll find out. All right. Well,
0: on that depressing note, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's
1: not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Just search for us, the Ladies of Strange. We'll pop up. Or you could go old fashioned and, you know, write an old timey letter and strap it to a pigeon and send it to us. P.O. Box hashtag 26 because that's, that's all for p- your pigeon that's how pigeons work yes Fine. we're gonna open
0: our po box and just
1: like four pigeons are gonna
0: fly out or be dead <laughs>
1: oh, no no <laughs> because we don't check it out don't send pigeons you know what you can send instead is an email to us at demon.com. You can always include a picture of the pigeon so we get a good laugh out of it. A
2: pigeon gif. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash theladiesofstrange. Just a reminder, since we produce adult content, you cannot search for us. Nope,
0: nope, nope.
2: Uh we're ending the show the last line you Keep say it strange lovelies wow <laughs> bye. i'm in a food coma <laughs>